0: Welcome back to the garden state outdoors and podcast presented by boondocks hunting. I'm your host, Mike Nitray. I'm Peyton Smith. And today, Hey, we, we, we got some good news. We, we news that I don't think we've ever shared this early into the year. We're still not even done with, um, our 2023, 2024 deer season, but we've actually added two new members to the team. We got one of them here right now. Um, and another one should be joining very shortly, but Frank, you know, him as broadside ambush Frank on Instagram, he's being uh, a big part now, basically Um, what everyone has been, you know, from me to, to Dave, to Chris, to infant to pursue, pursue energy to, you know, kind of everything. And he's kind of made a big splash. I'd say since we met you over in the summer. Um, So, Frank, welcome to the team and uh welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Um so, you know, real quick for for all our listeners out there, uh, just give them a quick rundown um on on yourself and how long you've been hunting and and just a quick quick update for them, real.
1: Yeah, sure. So, um I'm Frank Mystica, also known as Broadside Ambush underscore Frank, Frank on uh, Instagram. Um, I've been hunting basically since I was 5. Um, I basically grew up in Sussex County. Um, most of my family were, like, they're all from the city, you know, Nork, you know, Bloomfield, all that, and, um, so they basically, my parents, they moved up to Vernon, so that's kind of, like, where I grew up, but, uh, yeah, they, my family was basically all, like, small game hunters at first. That's where they all started, so I used to just Go with them with my BB gun or whatever, and just follow them. Hold everything for them. They're rabbits. They're pheasants, you know. And uh, then they actually then they started getting into um you know hunting whitetail a lot. So once I I started like and I was old enough to go like I was hooked. <laughs> I remember like uh, it was basically I had um my first bow once I got into actually bow hunting itself. I had, um, a Hoyt Rebel, and it was a compound bow that I used to just shoot with, like, I used to draw back with, like, my fingers, I didn't even shoot release, you know, but, uh, yeah, I've been hunting, I'm 38 now, so I've been hunting ever since then, so it's, it's, Mike, you know it's been up, up like this, up and down. You know how it goes, but uh, yeah, yeah. You know that's kind of how I grew up, and I, you know, I love it. My passions, you know, white tails mostly, but I do pheasant hunt still and rabbit hunt too when I could. Um, yeah, and that's basically you know, like, you know where yeah, I kind of yeah. like come from, you know
0: yeah and you know when when we sit down we'll definitely go more into detail i mean there's a lot to go just look at the you know first of all you see the two mounts behind you and then you see the you know the other antlers and everything like that so there is going to be a lot to get into um and it's pretty cool like you know the pheasant hunting the small game like it's something that you know i would like to get more into it it's I started with just whitetail hunting and mostly everyone in the family, they whitetail hunt and everything like that. And of course you're obsessed with that, but the more you get into it, the more you evolve. And now I'm waterfowl hunting, you know, uh, I I love squirrels. So like, I want to get out, you know, Peyton and I were talking about last episode of squirrel hunting and stuff like that. It just always, wherever you start in hunting, it's only the beginning and it just kicks off into so many different types of, of hunting styles. And then the, animals that you're hunting and from boat to uh, to shotgun to muzzleloader to, to trapping, you know, and, you know, fishing, there's just so much to do. So, um, and always it's an endless amount of discussions, you know, and uh, conversations oh, yeah. to have that can go on for hours and hours and hours. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited, really excited to have you on the team. Um, you know, what we talked about a little bit off, you know, for me, it's, um, I was, I always want to add somebody every year, the way that boondocks hunting has progressed. Um, I wanted to get new people in before we started doing the events, before we started doing the shows. I want everyone to be around everyone kind of when they know that they're a part of it. You know what I mean? When you come and yeah. you're, you know, you're, you're just joining as a guest or whatever it's yes, it's the same thing, but it's also, I think it means a little more to everyone and it, it just, well, you know, I think unite everyone before the season, everything like that. And, you know, we're, we're already talking a lot and, you know, the group chat, you know, it been bouncing already, you know, 24 hours in, mm-hmm. um, and that's just the beginning. So it, it's really great. I love the content that you've been making. I know it, it's, you know, just the beginning for you. Um, and that's what I'm really excited for. And it's, it's, it's the same reason, you know, with, with Peyton too, like, um, I see so much in, in both you Peyton and, and the person that's going to be coming on um, in a little bit of just kind of what I I imagine boondocks hunting and where I want to go and, you know, just everyone's unique in their own ways. And, you know, it's just getting not only boondocks hunting out there, but everyone out there, you know, to get, Peyton, stuff out there, to get yours out there, to to get everyone that worked, to get Dave's out there, to Chris, even people who are not part of the team, I, you know, everyone's journey and everyone's um, stories are unique. And, you know, t- to share that with, with everyone, I, I think it's pretty, uh, pretty special.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, absolutely. So Peyton,
0: last time we were on, we we've had a, we had a hell of a hunt. I wish Justin was on right now, but he's not. But we went out when when was that? Um Thursday. The, Thursday. So it was 11. supposed to be the last supposed to be the last day of uh, duck season for us. And the plan was to go duck hunting. Everyone knows it snowed like a few days before, and then we got that terrible rain. So everything was flooded out. We we think god and even justin thank god we made the decision to just say you know what we're gonna go get some some geese instead
2: because what within thank god for justin's like midday scout yeah 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 because yeah he went out and and uh saw that it was flooded out at low tide even so it's a good pivot move
0: yeah yeah that that we would have kind of i think been screwed Mm -hmm. if he didn't go out for that midday scout the the scout slash hunt the the Mm -hmm. day before um but I would say we got set up and within what, 25, 30 minutes, maybe not even, I feel like we had that big flock come in that you guys trafficked in.
2: Yeah, they were coming. I mean, I think if we got set up a little bit earlier, we probably could have coaxed some of those other ones in. Um, We got set up and kind of put the last pieces of it together just as they, they started flying. And then the big group got up and, And usually, you know, especially, you know, regardless of where I've been, you know, it's a little harder to convince larger groups. But this one, they just, as soon as that first group came over the horizon, saw the spread at the top of the hill, which was a great setup move on Justin's part, they dumped, they came right in the hole. I mean, it was two or three circles, and then they started dumping it, landing and you know, as soon as I saw that, I knew it was going to be a good day. Uh, you know, just how quickly that for if you got a big group coming in a hole like that, you're going to have no problem having the, you know, the groups of fives, the singles, the doubles coming in and. Ended up being a great shoot, you know, limited out, could have limited out, you know, instantly should, in that group. We should <laughs> have limited, yeah, yeah, we <laughs> The bad shoot at first, we got real excited. Um, I think what ended up happening is that three people shot at the same bird. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens. It always does. Um, ended up getting one out of that and then one sailing off for Justin to go get. So Justin had to go for a real long walk. And me and Mike stayed in the blind and called in a few more. And, you know, by the time Justin got back, I had shot my limit. And Mike, I think, was two into his. So yeah, Justin yeah. had, you know, by the time Justin got back, there's only, you know, more birds to shoot. And, yeah. um, you know, a little kind of worked our way and took our time and just kind of had fun with the last couple of groups and you know shot our limit behind nine o'clock.
0: Yeah no um when when Justin went go went to go get the bird I think we had another group come in we shot and then we went to go get our birds and the reason why Justin couldn't get back any quicker was because birds were just flying in you know and I posted a video the other day of Peyton just dropped his bird and then all of a sudden you see me running and dropping my bird and I'm trying to get as low as I can to the ground and get into the, to the ground bond because birds were just flying all over. And it was, we were literally talking. It's like these birds, they wanted to die. Like yeah, it, they it was, it, it was so weird. Go
2: group just wanted to kind of come right in the hole. And then Mike went for a long walk to go get one that had kind of sailed off. And I, he was off to, to the right. And there was a cupped up on the left side. So you know, I yelled at him, you know, just kind of stay where he's at and ended up shooting the last of my limit, you know, while he's like 200 yards out the opposite direction, you know.
0: It, it was, it was a yeah. fun hunt. I think it was
2: they just wanted to come in. Yeah. They, yeah. You now no. like, <laughs> that's what just goose hunting's all about. You know, when you get, you know, birds that are super receptive to the calling like that, you know, it's like you had to call, I think in a lot of ways you had to call them all the way to the ground. But once you were if you were calling, they were coming in and, you yeah. know, they were responding to the calls. They were responding to the flag. You know, they see that Justin flag and then they would stop and turn on a dime. You know, we had, we had three geese come in, shot one. The two got out, called the other two back in and then killed both of those after they'd already been shot at. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was pretty ridiculous.
0: It was, you know, when I went to, I think twice, I went to go retrieve a bird <laughs> and every single time, like I couldn't get back to the blind because I just had to lay down. And then you think you're done and you start walking. And I think I only made it like 30 yards and the birds came back again. So I'm laying back down, you know, I got the goose in my hand. I got the gun on on the ground. (laughs) Like I'm just trying to stay low as possible. And I'm trying to film too with, with just the phone. And I remember there was one time where like, Oh, like, all right, cool. Like all the birds are gone. So I get up and I start walking back. And all of a sudden there's, there were two birds in the spread that I don't even think they knew. And I don't, I don't know if they shot at them or, or I think Justin and I think shot at one of them because eventually he found out. And I think he, he shot one, um, but crazy hunt. And then it got even better. The last bird, um, I I can't believe I got it on film. The bird was just flying around above us. And you could hear it in the audio. Uh, Peyton was like, yeah, let's just limit out now. Like just go for it. And, you know, Justin shoots it and he hits it and you could tell, you know, the bird literally made like a big circle. And you hear Peyton, put another shell in, put another shell. In. And they're scram- scrambling around, to, you know, to it get the so shell and everything chaos. like that.
2: Shells were flying. You know, they were coming in so fast that nobody actually had the time, you know, or the wherewithal <laughs> to put all the shells in their gun. So there was a lot of times that, you know, one person would stand up, <laughs> pull the trigger and it would just go click. And he was like, oh, I forgot to put shells. And like from the last, it was just like, go get the birds, get back in. You know, Yeah, you know, everybody just, you know, just the most important, one of the most important things. And you know, it just got neglected. And I just, he click pulls up, hits it. And then it was kind of high and it was gliding back around the side of the blind. He pulls up to shoot it again, click. That's when I yelled, put another shell in here. <laughs> Made a great shot yeah dropped it just absolutely just just dropped it um that's that and that was shooting like we talk about
0: yeah 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 we we do talk about that line it's 100 percent like i think the problem was when those birds first came in the first group that we had there were just so many and i think it just like you in the mindset and yeah i think Peyton's hundred 100 correct we all picked the same bird which which does happen but once everyone hit the same bird it's like well shit what do do i do now and i remember like i went to go shoot at another bird and then like it just was so chaotic that sometimes when you're when you overthink it doesn't matter if you have a gun bow whatever the case is you know it can affect you you know your shot and everything like that but um that instinct shot that justin had on that one i mean just absolutely a wicked shot and then it got better because that that was like we're already at peak, what we thought was peak. We thought we were at our peak hunt. And Justin was like, you know what? Like, I, Justin's on a mission to kill a pheasant. So he's like, why don't we go try to get ourselves a pheasant? So we drove to the literally, it's the next property. It's like right over. Um, and we went to go walk the pheasant fields. There's a nice pond there. And what two, we had two ducks fly in while we we're walking towards the pond so we're like oh like we're looking we're like there's a there's a bunch of ducks there's like three or four ducks in the pond so we're like all right let's see if we can sneak around and go get a shot so we sneak around and we're sneaking we're in the woods and all of a sudden two mallards just jumped up and started flying away and we popped both of them and we were able to get our ducks on the last day of, uh of uh duck season, which we did not expect and not mallards. We didn't, we didn't see them earlier. So I think what were, what was in there? What was a uh, Megan's a
2: couple of, a couple of mergs. I think Justin said he saw a gadwall dump in there and then those two mallards.
0: So yeah, it, it just absolute shock. They had a, you know, the one that Peyton got himself he had to go around he got the bird and the drake was literally in the middle of the pond and we had to wait just <laughs> and i ended up going to get chick-fil-a and we had to come back and we had to let just you know the the wind pulled the in wind because we didn't bring over. any we didn't bring anything no duck stuff no no kayak no, no boat no no dog no nothing just you know ended the day on a uh on a high note um and it was it was, it was pretty remarkable i was i'd say a top three top three moment this year uh for hunting you know the peyton's bear our waterfowl season and then you know you know one of the deer hunts that i had i mean those are the 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 top three so far of of this season for for sure um but that was a lot (laughs) (laughs) um but i don't i don't think and peyton's been busy but frank you know Mm-hmm. what is what have you been doing the last couple of weeks with deer season you know we're winding down i know muzzleloader ended um yeah kind of what are you hunting private are you hunting public are you hunting both kind of break us down with that and what your seasons look like so far
1: yeah so right now um i'm actually i'm i'm bow hunting again um most i mean i have some private property not not much um so I mainly stick to like right now I'm hunting federal land because it's literally like, like two miles down the road. So you you got tons of acres. So that's mainly where I've been, where I put a lot of my focus in. Um, but it's just it's hard to get on them there because it's like when you um so you're not allowed. There's so many different rules. So you're not allowed to like scout until like two weeks before season. You know, so like you're already like behind the eight ball, I almost feel like um, there's obviously like there's no baiting either, you know, so it's almost like knowledge. So it's for me, it's like since I grew up here and I kind of have an idea of what they do and where they go, that's been basically my focus. So um, it hasn't really worked out for me. Usually <laughs> every time. I go out. I don't see them, and then when I'm not there, they're there, obviously. But uh, you know, I mean that it happens to everybody. But that's hunting, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that, how it that's goes. hunting. You know, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I did have some success on um, our um, on my dad's property up in New York State with the rifle. I shot that eight pointer. You probably saw it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was actually the first time I seen them. So had no idea he came out of, a, he came a, actually out of our, um, our neighbor's cornfield, came right into our woods, you know, and I'm basically the only person that hunts the woods. So yeah, yeah. he was, you know, he ended up coming right to me. And the bad thing is right before I got about to shoot him, he laid down behind a tree. So I couldn't see him. Oh. So <laughs> I was like literally watching him for like 20 minutes and I got lucky because my uncle shot um, a, sm- a smaller A-pointer out in our open field. And that chased up a bunch of deer into our woods. And when the does came running in, he he stood up. He didn't know what was going on. So he st- And they literally, they came right to me. So they literally walked him right to me. I just waited and then shot him and he dropped right there. That is, that's a can't ask for anything better i
0: mean you gotta take as as much as other hunters are sometimes can help you in such even without meaning to like you know just that gunshot going off and it's like all right the deer it's curious you know it's like all right what was that is that danger is it like am i okay yada yada and that was just what you needed to to get that shot off um so that that's absolutely great you know the one thing Yet again, and we'll dive more when we uh, when we officially, you know, sit down and for the for the interview and everything like that. But, you know. The the no baiting thing, that's completely, you know, I, I get that right. The no scouting up till two weeks. Do you know why that that's that's there? Do I just don't want people on there? Like, what's the case with that?
1: See, I never that's one thing I never understood. And they never could give me a clear answer when I have talked to them because. Like, they let people, you know, walk and jog and use the kayaks all year around, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why can't, you know, if people are walking and jogging, why can't we just be walking around scouting, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. it makes no sense to me at all, yeah. you know? Yeah, no,
0: that that's, especially if you, if you have people doing other stuff, like, obviously, like, I, I don't have a weapon. I don't have anything like this. I'm not trying yeah. to put, like, it's basically like I'm on a hike. You know, then yeah. that's what it, you're, you're on a hike, you're on a walk, you're doing what other people are doing. You're just taking, you know, notes down or, you know, maybe drop if, even if they don't let you drop a camera, which is OK, no problem. You don't yeah. want cameras until, you know, two weeks. That's that's fine. At least, you know, be able to you get in there and the do some scouting or
2: stuff. Yeah, like no. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yep,
1: yeah. Because yeah, you're basically when you like I said, I always feel like I'm going in there, even though I know what they do. Like you go in there blind because, you know, every year deer change. you know Mm -hmm. they don't always do the same thing so it's like you're only relying on what they did last year you know all
2: right parts of me do like that i
0: kind of no no and i I (laughs) get it like it is a it's a very unique and i I do it's it's not bad when you're so like when you have multiple spots that's actually great like i'm not gonna lie i would like to hunt a spot like that because there's no money going into it. There's no like, all right, I'm just driving and I'm just going to just hunt it and just go off of my knowledge, you know, and look right. at the map and everything like that and just use it. You know, I don't have to worry about putting in a camera there. I don't have to worry about, you know, doing minerals. I don't have to worry about going out there, really scouting at all. I can leave it there for the whole summer and nothing is going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you can balance both where you have another spot where you can do all that. Yep. you have some, you throw some private in there, whatever the case is. It's like, all right, like now that's not bad. But if for someone say, you know, someone's out there and he's like, you know what, this is the only so- hunt I, uh, spot I hunt and everything like that. Then, well, you know what, that's, that's a little different. That, that kind of sucks <laughs> yeah. for them. But yeah. I, I do agree with Peyton and I do like that as well. So we are about to get our other guest on here. I imagine he's setting up, so we'll we'll, we'll go a little more. Um, But yeah, that's 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 really unique and um, pretty interesting. I mean, I wonder if we have any. Do you know if we have any federal spots around us, Peyton?
2: Um. Yeah, I think I can. I can think of some, but uh, they're a little bit. They're really far from me, but.
0: Yeah, everything's far from you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> everything is far from me.
0: Every yeah. everything is, but uh, if it's far for you, then that means it's it's pretty far out there. But maybe something we'll look into in the summer and everything like that. But
2: <clears throat> yeah, there might. I think there's more. I think there's a lot of it down um, spread throughout the state. But I know South Jersey's got a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know they're in South Jersey quite a bit. And the good thing is, like. So, there's also, like, a no-drive, I didn't get to tell you guys this, but there's also, like, a no-deer-drive policy that they just put uh, in effect a couple of years ago. I like that. A lot. Can
2: you gun hunt it, too? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you on could right?
1: gun hunt it. Um, there's just no-driving deer no more, which is awesome, because I love it, because, you know, before, we would have a group of, you know, 30 guys driving it all week during Buck Week, all day long, you know? hmm so, but, and I mean, you can tell cause there's literally there's, you see, you can see like the deer numbers and like the bucks in there are like, they're getting huge cause nobody could touch them almost, you know, they know where to go. They're not being driven out. I like know, that. So. Yeah. yeah.
2: Federal usually means larger ch- tracks of land too. So they can really kind of outwalk you. Yeah. Yup. Especially in That's... places like New Jersey where you can't kind of, you know. You're limited yeah. to walking. You know, I know that there's some places um, that I've talked to people about that you can get kind um, some off-road permit in, but you know, it's yeah, very few and far between.
0: That's yeah. that's, I like it. I like the sound of that. It's something we might have to dive into a little more in the off-season. Um, <clears throat> but let's let's see if our 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 other special guest is ready. Steve, you 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 ready for us? Maybe not yet. <clears throat> Maybe not yet. So, once he gets that all situated, we will <clears throat> get into that. But um, so of course when it, right when I got off the phone with you, Frank, mm-hmm. my trail cameras started going off. <laughs> of course, <laughs> six to, like six to seven does, just everything like that. I needed. I missed them by probably like. 20 minutes walking out just, you know, and hit both my cameras. Cause these are, I hunt two different, like it's in the same area, but it's two different. Like there's a front spot that I hunt more morning and mm-hmm. then back further is more of Eve evening hunt sit. Um <clears throat> And they worked both of those within five minutes of each other, but you know, j- just missed it. And, and that's the thing. That's the thing at this point of the year, late season, yeah. less cover, the woods, I know the woods were, were drove during six day. Yep. And ever since then, like it's the woods change, you know, a hundred percent, even with the cold. And I thought it was with the snow and, and the wind and how cold now, like they're still, they can bed up across the street, which has is private and they're fate, they're safe. And they don't have to come in until after shooting light, you know, at this time we're hunting really smart deer, but um, something I will say, um, Two things that have anyone out there that's looking, that's filming their hunts, that's looking to get into filming their hunts, anything like that, especially if you're using a GoPro, I highly recommend picking this up right here. So it's a SubTig, it's a portable charger, and you basically, like, I clip this on, clip the camera up top, and it will charge my GoPro. And usually gopro batteries die really quickly so you're always having to change them especially the colder it gets but now i get to set it up and i can leave it on so during the the waterfowl season the hunts that we've been doing i'm leaving the gopro on you know it's easy to to connect i don't have to worry about the batteries dying so i'm going to get all the footage that i need to get same thing like a day like today you know freeze freezing freezing out it's snowing you know goPro bat that batteries last me maybe I don't know I can't even get through an interview so I'll start speaking yeah da, 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 this is and then it cuts out and I'm like all right well that didn't work so i yeah. do I do highly recommend picking that up and then something else I got this for for Christmas it is the Genesis three d printing it is their um oh man uh, the hip um hip gosh, I just compl- Yep, the hip pitch. I used it for the first time today. Actually, loved it, and it was a huge difference. Now, no one. I'm not saying you have to go out and spend your money, but anyone looking for something simple to make their long sits a little more comfortable, I actually would recommend this. Um, I I loved it. Um, now, for a short hunt, would I would I use it? No. But for a hunt like today, where I was out there for a little longer, mm-hmm. it's freezing cold, or during the rut, or something like that. I definitely could see why and why they came out with this. And it's a a pretty unique product. But now I think our second special guest (laughs) is is ready. Um, So this is the second guy that is going to be joining Boondocks hunting. You know him as Wild Pines Pursuit on Instagram. Steve, welcome to the team welcome to the show it is a pleasure to have both of you guys joining and um yeah get we, you know let the get let the listeners out there know something about you tell tell them something
3: oh it's great to be here guys can you hear me all right yes we can yep, yeah. okay so make sure just kind of setting some things up make sure we were good uh yeah my name's steve molnar i live down in south jersey i'm really excited to be hanging out with you guys and pursuing everything that we do this year and uh getting some collaboration going and all that. It's, it's going to be really awesome. Uh, grew up in South Jersey. I've traveled all over the country. Um, worked in live television for the lion's share of my career. Uh, got off the road about seven years ago. Uh, met my wife right after that. It's really hard to meet people when you're on the road full time. Uh, got married shortly after. Took a position at a local company uh, and um, just got back into hunting about four years ago uh grew up with my my dad and my uncle hunting started when i was like 10 years old uh here in south jersey in the uh, Shemung tabernacle area and as fate and uh would have it that's where we're living again now after a long departure and hiatus from hunting but it's been really awesome to you know get after it again and um we've had some good success and and we're having a lot of fun with it so uh really excited to be here with you guys
0: love love to hear it and um He's going to be our first South Jersey Jersey guy. Everyone's up here, up North and everything like that. So I'm really (laughs) excited for that too, as well. Um, Something that, you know, we've all talked about um, getting down into South Jersey and everything like that. And, you know, with Peyton and everything like that, it's been coming up more and more and more often. You know, South Jersey, why don't we start going a little South, like things like that. So really excited for that. And, you know you took a hiatus now when you're working were you ever in states that you're like oh man like i wish i could yeah yeah okay so what 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 states were you in where you're like oh, i want i wish i could be hunting right now
3: well first off i have to apologize because i didn't get the memo about having to have your deer behind you in the frame so i'm gonna work <laughs> on that for the next one uh so let's see i lived in uh kentucky tennessee florida oh. and oregon and I could have had an elk tag for six years straight, probably oh. living out there oh. and and muleys and everything else. But because I was on the road full time and I was so busy with all that, it just just never came together. I actually even had guys I worked with that they were getting tags for elk and all of that. It just, to be honest, it just didn't cross my mind at the time. I had other priorities. I had other ho- you know, hobbies and, and stuff like that. I kind of lived a pretty loner lifestyle. Um, so, and I, it, honestly I didn't have time for it. I mean, I was on the road at that point, I was on the road probably about 220, 230 days a year. And as even when I came back East and I took a different position, I was still, I was on the road even more like 270 days a year. And I did all of postseason baseball, so I worked the entire rut and everything pretty much the whole time. And I just, I wouldn't even been able to take advantage of it. So, but God has orchestrated some things where I have a lot more time now, and uh, it's been really cool. But I do, trust me, brother, I have remorse about all the missed opportunities <laughs> and all the tags that I could have had.
0: Yeah, man, that oh man, but you know what? That's 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 how it goes. Like same thing, like with hockey, you're traveling like I was in Ohio, been all over, you know, the Midwest, Northeast, everywhere like that. And it's like, you're so busy. Like you don't think about it, but now looking back at it, it's like, Oh man, that's a really great state. Like, Oh, I wish, I wish I was out there hunting. Like I wish I was doing this. Like, no, you know, and in retrospect too, it's funny now because
3: the closest place for us to hunt and for all of us would be elk, uh, PA. And so, this will actually be the third year that we'll be putting in tags, but the first year. So my, my two cousins and I, we have a deal worked out where we all put in for tags. If any one of us ever draws, we're all going. So, you know, that's just kind of, that's how it's been. And, um, but the, in, in comparison, the ease of getting a tag in other States, especially as a resident, as compared to not just out of state, but just the small amount of tags in PA for elk, it's like, all right, well, I might, I might get one before I die.
2: <laughs> yeah, is it a once-in-a-lifetime draw?
3: Uh, no, I mean, I don't think it's once-in-a-lifetime, but just like, um, just like some of the other states, as soon as soon if you do draw uh, or if you miss a year, then all of your points up to that point go away, and you start all over again.
2: Oh, so, so if you don't apply one year, so you apply for seven years and then you miss on year eight, year nine, your points are gone.
3: I, I believe so,
2: yeah. Oh, wow. So What's well, the average oh, man kind of number of preference points? That's, that a to... That's a great question.
3: That's a great question. I think it's hit or miss. And the draws, they, there's three seasons. Uh, there's the bow season, there's uh, regular season, and then there's late season. And I, I think I'd have to look at the numbers. I'd be lying if I, if I tried to shoot out a number, but it's not high. I, I think it's rare that it's over 200 for all three seasons. And of course, there's a lot more Cal than bull, you know. Draws. So, but mm-hmm. I don't know anyone that's that's drawn a tag in PA yet. So
2: discouraging. Neither, neither, neither do I. I'm thinking about starting. I might be a PA resident here in the near future. <laughs> may, maybe give me some better odds, but I I, I don't not.
0: I don't know if it would. I don't
3: know if it would or not. But I know I, what. I don't think. I don't, it, think, I
2: don't no. think it. I don't yeah. think it really
0: does. Like I, because I, okay. I think, I don't think I, think I, some I know. states It might but maybe some states, sure, but yeah, not, I, mean, I don't think PA for PA. I don't think it does. Uh, like, I think it's just like, um, and I have the same, like with Maine, like, you know, I get my bonus. I got to check to see if, if I miss a year, do I lose it? Because I forgot to do it this year. So I was, I'd be going on four or five years in a row. And then this year I just, I ran it with some summer, summer was just so crazy that I just, I ran out of time. And so I gotta check that. Now that you said that I'm now I'm a little nervous because like, oh mm-hmm. uh, and mains are any hard enough. We're like same thing with PA. Like it's almost yeah. it's almost impossible. Like, you know, I know people have been doing it for fifty years and they still haven't drawn one. So like sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not I don't think I'm
3: speaking at a turn or not on that. I'll have to double check that. There was something my cousin told me. So I thought that was the case. I didn't I didn't know. It, it would make sense, but it would
0: make it would make yeah. sense though. Like it, it would, yeah. you know, that's that's how it would be like it, it does make sense because like let's be honest like it's more money in the pockets of the state so like mm-hmm. for for them like it, it doesn't yeah. make sense like you, you know but um that man, is that's, something that's, though
3: that's 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 cool though that they'll do uh in series with that is if you decide you can't make the hunt that year but you just want to get your point for the year so that mm-hmm. you know you, you're not going to miss out you don't have to put in for the actual hunt, so you won't. They won't put you in the lottery for the draw, but you'll get the points mm. for the subsequent years. Okay. So that's what we've done so the past two years. You don't have to buy the
2: license.
3: Yeah. Well, you don't have to buy the license. You're just buying basically a spot, the points. And I think yeah. it's like twelve or thirteen dollars, maybe fifteen max. So oh, that's it's what not we've bad done at all. The, no. All, you're literally just buying a spot. Um, and then if you choose to enter the draw, then that's when permits and fees would change.
2: Mike, so, we and you were talking about, and we might have just, this might have been just me looking at the wrong thing because I've got no idea what we're doing. But we've always talked about looking at Canvas, uh, not Canvas, Kansas. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. We're talking Iowa, about Kansas. Yeah. 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 Um, some of those states and putting in, and I don't know why what I was seeing was like $200. And I am, after you're saying this now, I think I might just have been looking at the wrong thing.
0: Well, but, you know, you know what with those are the big hitter states so like yeah when people are thinking deer like those are states like when you think elk you're not really thinking pa you're you're really not you know you're thinking colorado you're thinking utah you're thinking uh washington like you know new mexico like you those places so it might be a little different over there if you have to draw like i'm not i'm not sure how it works out over there but it might be one of those things where it's like they might Push up the price a little more just to enter the lottery, just because those yeah. are the it states. You know, it would Although make sense. Like,
2: expanding. I know Virginia is hoping they're opened up their hunt fairly recently. Kentucky's had a hunt for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Maryland w- looked at a reintroduction uh, in my lifetime, but it was rejected um by the people in the town, which is hmm. a real bummer. But you know, again, you don't know what it's like to live there. Maybe they had their good reasons that I'm not aware of, but. Do those same
3: people want to introduce wolves to Marilyn?
2: I actually think that those people would be very against wolves also. (laughs) (laughs) We we hope so. We we hope so. Hope so, yeah.
0: Now, we want to go down for the uh, Sitka deer, right? Hmm.
2: Yeah, for Sitka deer. um,
0: Is there a draw? There's no draw for that, right, you said?
2: I don't believe so. Um, I'd have to double check but I don't believe so. Um, I think it, it might be a first come first serve, but I I, I think you can just buy a tag. Okay. I think there, I'm there, sure there's
3: already enough. Job. There's already enough to turn and hunting sick of deer is elusive and all that as they are, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole process that yeah. that is going to be tough. Um, I think that that's something that I want to do, um, but I... It's not like, you know, a lot of the other out of state hunts that I've done where I've had fairly confident in it's like this one, I have to really hype myself up because my confidence in it and coming away successful for at least a few years is very, very low. (laughs) It is, I, you know, just walking in that swamp, similar swamp duck hunting, it is just a different kind of brutal, um, just marsh and yes you're you're making making me so excited (laughs) (laughs) high mud you know just going in filling up your waiters and oh yeah mosquitoes and sounds like a good time it'll it'll be worth it in the end but it'll be one of those type two fun kind of moments
0: hey bianca whenever Um, we schedule this you have to tell me that uh we got a wedding or something to to do (laughs) and i (laughs) can't get
2: it i'm all for it and I'm gonna go, but uh, just forewarning, it will be type two fun.
3: We we have a term for that down here.
0: <laughs> what what's well, that's here.
3: What's what's we, that term? We have a term for that down here. Embrace the suck. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. 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 And th- that's what it like. That's what it is like today. Snow, especially when you get lots of snow. I love hunting in it, but oh my god, it is one of the toughest conditions to hunt in because you could barely move i'll never forget i was climbing up a a ridge i think this was back like when we actually got like good snow so i think like 2014 2015 and i've climbed this ridge so many times without snow and it's like all right 15 20 minute walk i can i can get there i can get down and up no problem the first snowstorm it was real bad it snowed for a few days got out there i'm like oh i'm so excited i love hunting in the snow get out there. Now it froze top over. So I'm walking on the, on the frozen part of the snow, but it was, you know, sun was already out starting to melt a little bit. So every like four or five steps you fall through. And then, so now I'm up till probably like my knees, maybe a little higher than my knees. And you have to get, you know, wiggle yourself up and get everything like that. And you walk a little bit and then you fall back through and then you start crawling on top because you think that's going to work. And literally I think maybe a 20 minute walk took me, an hour and 15 minutes and i thought i was going to die my heart rate was like i would just did the biggest cardio like workout of my life like i was sweat i was literally taking clothes off and i was sweating and it was just absolutely brutal once you got to the spot it was like all right like this this is this is beautiful like all right this is what i wanted but damn now i'm gonna have to walk back all the way out like this is not gonna be fun and you know so like yeah embrace this i i like that a lot because you you got to you know to get the job done especially or not even to get it done not even to, to kill an animal just to to do what we love and to put ourselves in you know positions to potentially see an animal And to experience, you know, nature the way that we like to and, you know, everything that it has to offer, sometimes you definitely have to embrace the suck. Like you, you're going to, you're going to go through some stuff if you're going through thorn bushes and ripping yourself up and you, yeah, yeah, the the thorns are getting right into your fingers and, and, yeah, like that sucks. Early season, it's hot. You got mosquitoes all over the place. You're, you're eating alive. Or if you get poison ivy on you, like it sucks But it becomes all worth it the minute you get up into your stand or saddle or blind or whatever it is. And, you know, you're like, all right, Mm -hmm. that was 100 percent worth it. And, you know, the memories that we create. Couldn't ask for better memories, for sure.
3: There's an element of masochism to
0: it. There's no doubt about it.
3: And (laughs) uh, I mean, it's what we sign up for. Right. And I remember coming home after scouting probably it was July and just was getting into some really thick stuff and just got totally tore up. And I came home, my my kids asked me what I got attacked by out in the woods. It was like, no 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 it's just Papa just ran into some thorns, that's all. <laughs> yep. Lots of them.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, so hunting down in South Jersey, you know, give us a little description of like what that's like. Like I, you know, s- said earlier in the episode with Frank, you know, we're gonna sit down and have our full length interview and dive deep into to a lot of topics when we when we really sit down and talk. But give us a quick background on what it's like hunting in South Jersey. You know, it's, it's completely different from where we're up here. Um, yeah. You know, the terrain, you know, the deer ha- uh, habitat to, yep. you know, just how the deer act. You know, so so run us th- that down real quick.
3: OK, uh, I'll do my best. So uh, it's it's pretty diverse. But we have a lot of wetlands. I don't know how it is up. I've never hunted up in North Jersey. A cousin lives in uh, Howell, who hunts actually uh, some of the parks up there. But down here, we have a lot of wetlands. So a lot of swamps. Um, Wharton State. I mean, it's, it's the Pine Barrens. So it's basically bra- a lot of brackish water, a lot of cedars, a lot of scrub pines. Um, but then there's also a lot of... A lot of areas with you know deciduous trees, where you've got oaks, you've got hickories, you've got all different you know a very diverse species. Um, So, I think as far as hunting is concerned, for myself since I've been back, I've mostly been looking at public lands that are owned. um, I haven't really ventured into the big forests like Wharton or you know Brendan Brine. I mostly have stuck to the township public properties, sub 20 acre spots. Um, the place that I've been hunting mostly in the late season this year, I've only been able to hunt there three times because all the rain we have gotten, it floods completely every time. I mean, it's just going in with waders or whatever. And, and then the deer don't come in, I mean, into those areas necessarily. Um, they're, you know, their, their patterns change because of those environments, not that they're, you know, not that they avoid it necessarily, but they're looking for food elsewhere because everything's flooded. Right. Um, the rest of the year, I mean, we have some other small pieces that we've been in, but I mean, on the whole, I'm, I'm honestly still figuring a lot of it out as far as hunting South Jersey and hunting this area. Um, there are, one, two, three, four, five. It's about six different public pieces that I've been on this year, and I've killed a different deer, uh, I've killed a deer in, in three different spots of those six. Um, so, I mean, it, it's it's relatively diverse terrain. I mean, you can wind up in Wharton State Forest where it's all sand. I would say a large portion, certain parts of Wharton State are that very sandy Pine Barrens area. Um and it's scrub, it's scrub pines. And it's a lot of browsing that the deer are doing because there are no fields, there are no sources. Um, You know, We're trying to position ourselves, the the guys that I've been hunting with, we're trying to get on private. It's very difficult. You have a better chance of asking one of those farmers if you can marry their daughter Mm -hmm. than than it is for you to get permission to hunt on their land. So, you know, we're working those relationships and, you know, trying to make them symbiotic and all that. Um, Just beat the pavement. And that's definitely what we're going to be doing this spring. Uh, Winter have already actually just went and I spoke with one of the uh, farmers in our area. We have permission on a piece of private for turkey, but only for turkey. But it butts up to their field. Well, I called two Jakes and a Tom 500 yards across this person's field that I just asked for permission to just retrieve on their property. Um, and, you know, we're hoping that, you know, that's a, another entrance to a relationship. So, like I said, I think the best answer, you know, after saying all that, is that we're still figuring it out.
2: That is a I good like strategy. Um, something I haven't really thought of is that people might be more willing to let you turkey hunt there than they would be to deer hunt there um, for whatever reason, you know, they might already yep. know some people that are deer hunting there. You know, there's often talks about like, uh, there's a little different perception of shooting a bird than shooting, you know, a mammal, um, you know, somebody that's not as familiar with, with hunting. So it might be a great, you know, even though you might not be as interested in turkey hunting, it might be, and you really want to deer hunt this place, it might be a good foot in the door. Um, make the yeah. relationship, you know, percent. it's like same thing like getting a job at a company and the, the job might be what you want but it's the company you want to work at so yeah foot in the door it's a good yeah, idea.
3: yeah there, there's so and i'll get into the full story of this another time but <laughs> i got a trail i had a trail camera stolen this year and i got it back and i'll tell you that story another time but i was going to ask permission on this person's property to butt it up to the public and I didn't get permission to deer hunt because he already had somebody there. But I, I asked him about turkey hunting because it's a, I know the birds are in there uh, for the spring. And he said, oh, we had some guys in here before. And because, it's a, you know, without giving too much away, they have a greenhouse. Um, and so he's like, oh, we had pellets hitting the tops of the greenhouse. and that? I'll have to ask my wife this or that. I said, OK, what if I bow hunt? He said, uh, let me talk to the wife. I said, all right, I'll circle back. That's fine so you know that's a that's a second property that we're looking into you know possibly just being able to have access to shoot birds in the field um on rainy days it's where the turkeys love to be so if you can up your find uh, an advantage you know take advantage of that
0: advantage right so
1: yeah absolutely oh
0: yeah yeah <laughs> and we will we will be having a lot of turkey talk for our turkey talk segment this year um so we'll, we'll be diving a lot into that and that will be really more run by probably peyton and justin and you guys me being the the newbie and and kyle and stuff like they will be like talking about that usually i, I learn a lot during during the turkey talk uh, segment i'm more of just sitting here just like okay yep that's a key let me let me write that down and let me write that down and all right so like that's kind of how i learned about my turkey hunting is through through the guys during our our turkey talk segment but um it's
2: my revenge yeah
0: period. so um yeah yeah which yeah we we know you do <laughs> um so um and i don't even uh we got the forecast you know we're we're moving into to this week's hunt um we had snow today, South Jersey. What did you guys get? Did you guys get any snow? Yeah, we got snow. We got a dusting
3: uh, turned into pretty icy conditions on the way home tonight, but we really only got maybe an inch and a half, but I think it's forecasted for about two and a half inches for Friday. So Yeah. yeah. Um, Fri-
0: Friday storm supposed to be a little bigger than today's. Um, so I cool. took Friday off, so I will be out in the, in the woods Friday. Um, nice. But – Saturday too. I unfortunately I'll be working Saturday, but if people can get out on Saturday, that Friday, Saturday, we're looking at on Friday 28 degrees, high 28, low of 12, which we're going to have some snow. And then Saturday is going to be a high of 19 with a low of 11. If I was not where, if I did not need to be in work, I would be very excited to be out in the, I mean, let me not say very <laughs> excited because
2: I'll be freezing. Yeah. Yeah, but I got some new Christmas cold weather gear to put to the test. Yeah. It's great. But I and think I have to work.
0: <laughs> it's the cold weather gear is amazing. Like I'm running sick of whatever you're running, it's great. All this stuff works. I like today, I was perfectly warm. Everything was warm. I'm good. Except for the last 30 minutes after that sun goes down. Yeah. It. Do- I don't think oh, it yeah. matters at all. The two little fingers that I had showing because of the gloves and I, I have to have the finger frozen anytime, you know, Frank texted. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, um, you're going to have to wait until like my <laughs> fingers are just absolutely frozen right now, you know, and the toes and the feet that, that's the, that, but it's the worst. I feel like that's the worst part when it's the fingers and the feet that go for some reason, I don't care how warm my core is. I just feel cold. Yeah, And absolutely. I forgot my wool socks today, too. So that did not help me either. But yeah. I don't know.
3: I was listening to you, get your guys' podcast, your last podcast. You guys did an yeah. excellent job of explaining about how the core works your temperature and yeah. about absolutely. why the extremities get cold. And, like, that was super informative. That was great.
0: Yeah. You know, it's um, something that... Um, I'm I watch a lot of the survival stuff, so I'm I'm really big into survival stuff, and that's so something that watch
2: they yeah, my dad would watch that all the time. Yeah, girl, watch Survivor Man, and yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. And now with YouTube, everything's on YouTube. So like, there will be times like I'm I'll be sitting in bed and. You know, Bianca was like, "What the hell are you watching?" I'm like, "I'm watching some guy dig like a trench, and he's gonna stay outside, in, you know, in in Alaska for like three or four days, and you know, survive on just nothing but his own shelter that he made and everything like that." And she's like, "What is wrong with you?" She goes, "You're never gonna be in that." Situ-. I was like, "I hope I'm never gonna be in that situation, but gosh forbid!" Like, you know, look yeah. at what we do. Look at what we do. Like, you you yeah. never know. So I like to learn all this information, but that's where. You know with the core and everything like that And just uh, You make that mistake so many times during this time Of year you overdress Walking in
1: oh, and weird. then once you Climbed
0: and everything <laughs> yeah. you're you're soaked yeah. And I think that's the biggest problem like Even if you, you don't need, need Seca You don't need you know first light you don't need All these if you're just going to Walmart And getting your camel there and you're just Just don't layer up Until you you get in yeah. And you'll it's a big difference you know, you could have the most expensive clothing in the world and the, the so-called wet, best, but if you're wet, yeah, that, yep, so. throw that out the door. That doesn't mean anything. I think a lot of
3: people major on trying to get the right, the right gear. Maybe, I don't, I don't care what your experience level is, when new products come out, you want to try new stuff. I think buying all that stuff is great, but if you don't have the budget for it, I mean, I'm putting myself in that camp for this year. Like I did when First Light had their sale, I did buy their Solitude jacket. So did I. I was yeah. like, awesome. But I'm like, I'm not buying the bib. I don't have the money for that. So bibs I, are I, expensive. I but didn't either.
2: Yeah, same boat.
3: But I have the whitetail. I have the whitetail catalyst.
2: The catalyst. Yeah. That's what I have. Same. Yeah. Exactly. So this style. is this that's is funny. what I
3: I did. I'm sitting there in my head, and I'm like, you know what? I know I have cold weather gear because I've snowboarded and done out, you know, winter sports my whole life. And I was like, you know what? I have a I have a pair of Patagonia synthetic insulated pants. I'm like, I can throw those on underneath, and that's free. And I can just put those on with the regular long johns. And I don't need to spend another $200, even if it's on sale, for, yeah. you know, another bib. Like, I can make this work. And I think those are little hacks and stuff that, you know, yep. I think that, you know, a lot of people take advantage of that. Your,
0: your base layers are extremely important. Yeah. I think your base layers are going to be extremely important. And as much as I wear, you know, I have the bib and everything like that. I still, you know, Payton, I still, you know, we've talked about, it, and Peyton will really tell you he gets cold. I think regardless, you know, we're we're skinnier guys, you know, we're, we so we get real cold real quick. I'll throw on I think a Patagonia sweatshirt. It's a real thick sweater. It's supposed to be worn out to dinner and to let, but it's so thick and so warm yeah. that I wear that.
2: I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a better sweater.
0: Yeah, the, the better yeah.
2: – listen. That thing is crazy warm, yeah.
0: Yes, and I, I'll wear that, and it's like, why not? Like, why not? <laughs> <I think laughs> you know, it's funny it's, that we're talking why?
2: about cheaper options, but then we've gone straight to Patagucci. but it's just not really that much better. <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily have the print – the camo print tax associated with it, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know – you know what I like about it, though? It's a multi you could you can go to a nice dinner and wear that or you we could be in the deer woods or shooting waterfowl. So, you know, what? it really you, we got our money's worth out of that. Like as much as I love my sick or whatever I wear, but I'll just get really bad, especially if I walk in somewhere with my waders on my real nice warm waders. I would be getting stared at. Like, I, I can't do that. I can't go to a yeah, nice yeah, restaurant. Kinda,
2: i kind of <laughs> get over that. Yeah. yeah. I actually, after we left the goose field, I had to go to Hoboken to pick up my dry cleaning. Um, and I didn't stop to change my clothes. So I still had my, the muddy pants on and the the Sitka jacket on. There was definitely some funny looks, especially from my dry cleaning guy, but being in Hoboken, <laughs> but I kind of got over that.
0: You should have asked him to dry cleaning <laughs> your I don't your think hunting so clothes. highly. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? <laughs> should have asked him to dry clean your hunting clothes i don't know if he does
2: sent <laughs> free i'd have to ask
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um so yeah good weather um any anything else that we 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 need to t- talk about uh on this episode i, I don't i don't really know we're, we're gonna keep this one short like we do um steve you missed it like our weekly episodes that we do they're they're going to be roughly forty-five minutes to an hour. Once we get into the off-season, our detailed interview question and uh, podcast are roughly an hour thirty to two hours. Um, so we basically we record normally every Monday. Today's uh, Tuesday. Uh, we had to do something yesterday, so we were not able to record yesterday. But we usually record every Monday, and we just give it update. And this is what we're going to be doing, I think, from here on out. Every hunting season is give updates every week and you know whenever people come on whatever the case is that's when we're gonna give our like hey you know this happened yada 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 because there's so much that goes on to the season and if we do that every two week or every month there's so much that's forgotten and it's like oh because so much new stuff came up so many you know there's always going to be an interest especially during the the main part from between i don't know end of september to to november end of november just like too much is going on and you know, we'd rather it be like, Hey, let's just do it right away. And it, you know, it's a good time to talk. Like it gives us an excuse to always sit down and talk about hunting (laughs) and, you know, bounce ideas off each other and everything (laughs) like that. So, um,
3: as if uh, an excuse was necessary.
0: (laughs) 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 Right. Um, but, um, Like I said, really excited. We are going to be hosting our our game dinner, everyone. It is official. It is going to be April 6th. I'm going to be probably posting it either tomorrow or sometime this week, the first um, notification about it for everyone out there. Um, It is going to be... You're going to have to... It's going to be 25 for adults. It is going to be for kids i think 13 to 13 and up is going to be ten dollars and then anything below the age of 12 and below will be free um we are going to be doing a raffle uh we might be doing a turkey calling competition for any uh turkey calling guys out there or or gals out there um confirmed already that i think i already said this on the the last one but bear of course is going to definitely be on the menu um we're hoping we can get some squirrel on the menu deer is going to of course going to be on the menu it is going to be opening day of trout season so anyone out there who's going to be traveling in if you want bring your fishing pole um we can trout fish during the day before the event go to the event or you can come out with us the next day on sunday too and and trout fish if, if you want to as well we're going to be trout fishing eating food and you know having a good time the whole entire time the place does have a a bar it is a um it's a cash bar so everyone out there just remember that if if you are going to have a few drinks um it is going to be cash only um we're probably going to be catering some food as well probably do pizza and stuff stuff like that for you know people who may not want to have you know bear or you know all these other stuff we are going to be giving another food option as well um we'll have some merch there as well we'll probably do some podcasts something like that we're, we're still coming up with what we're going to be doing uh but confirmed we are going to be having a game dinner it's going to be our first annual game dinner um and really excited to do that really excited for uh, to meet you guys in person um and to meet every one of you guys out there in person and, uh, you know, have some good stories and have a few laughs and everything like that. And, um, yeah, I think that is that's going to be it for this episode, guys. Any last words?
1: Nothing Where are you from, from, Frank? Oh, I'm from uh, I'm up in Wanage, New Jersey. So Sussex County. Okay, nice. I'm sorry, I probably missed no, that. in okay. the beginning. <laughs> I
0: I can't no remember way. if we talked about did did we talk? Yeah, we did, right? I'm yeah, not but, sure if yeah. that was before. Or, Actually, that might yeah.
2: have uh, that might have been. I think it was we started before recording. Yeah, I it might have been before we started recording. Think it was, but he yeah. did
0: mention where he when he did his when he introduced. But I think we asked. Well, you asked before the recording. Um, yeah, we're all North Jersey guys, like all all yeah. of us in North Jersey. You know, we're all we're all pretty close within. I would say probably like an hour hour 15 20 minutes away from each other um
3: yeah nice
0: so yeah it's uh and you know knowing with peyton he may now be closer to you you know by (laughs) by come next year so uh you know (laughs) so who knows um but thank you everyone for for tuning in i hope you guys enjoy this episode another thing um make sure you guys go check out um racketter it is one of our, our one of our good friends um he does a lot of great stuff for us um we use a lot of his product especially you know i i can't say i've been i've been using Racketter now for i don't even know how long um you know loved the especially the cover scent huge cover scent guy and with it being winter i'm um, a huge mineral person i love minerals i love to get my minerals out there for the deer um help with the you know these bucks, they've been through a lot, losing probably up to thirty five percent of their body weight. So they do need some good minerals in there. And then you know the does out there, they're going to be carry, they're you know going to be pregnant soon. They're they're going to need as much health as they can and uh, as much help as they can. And you know it is winter. It is pretty harsh out there for them, especially if we're going to have a normal winter this year with snow and everything like that. They're going to need all the help they can get. So go check it out. Go get yourself some mineral and help out your your deer herd there. And um. Yeah, I think I think that's all guys. And we'll see you guys next time.